Hello guys, welcome to a new episode of the Partido Partido podcast where we talk everything and little. It's been a while since we recorded an episode, but we are finally back before the season kicks off and we are going to talk about a lot of things ranging from how last season was and to how this season is about to be. So joining me on today's episode is a friend of mine. I'm sure you guys know him on Twitter as La Liga System and his name is Vishal. So Vishal... Welcome to the Partido Partido podcast. Hey, man. Great to be here, man. Uh, yeah, I've been following you guys for a while. Uh, every single time I want some quotes after a game from Simeone or some of the players, I tend to go to your page. So, And also, yeah, the podcast is... I mean, on Twitter, I'm talking about the Twitter page. But yeah, I mean, the podcast is great to follow. And very, very happy to be on and talk about some athletic stuff with you, man. Oh, so thanks for upsetting the invite, and How are you doing? Yeah, all good, dude. All good today. Uh, yeah, just... I mean, it's been a bit of a long day, so I'm looking forward to just talk some football at the end of it. So, yeah. Okay, so... Um, like you guys know, Visha is very vocal of his love for Simeone, and despite the fact he's a Real Madrid fan, kind yeah. of have a respect for Aleti, which is great. Because, you know, as Aleti's fan and Aleti, this is an Aleti podcast, we're going to be talking about Aleti and Vishal is well-versed in La Liga and he has been following Aleti for a while because of how he respects what Simeon has come to achieve at Aleti, which is kind of great and admirable coming from a Real Madrid fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sort of... Uh, yeah, like, I started really liking... What Diego Simeone did well. I mean, I've always been a Real Madrid fan, which means it's sort of ingrained in me to not like Barcelona. So when you guys took the title away from Barcelona in 2014, it was just brilliant. I was just so happy. Uh, back then, I wasn't analyzing or understanding football, so to speak. But I was just quite impressed that hey, it's been a while. What is this team that's not called Real Madrid or Barcelona that's on the top, right? So, and yeah, at that point, I hadn't been watching for too long. I'd say I started watching the Madrid when Jose Mourinho came in. So, maybe three, four years before that. So, yeah, like it was actually, it was so impressive that I I just couldn't help but pay attention to what was going on. And if you look at the next five, six years extending to today, the influence he's had in the league and how he's, I would say, taught the league to play the big two, right? I mean, that's been a problem. The scorelines in that decade used to be crazy when Madrid faced Barcelona. Um, but yeah, I mean, now they're more pragmatic and more practical. They know what they're good at, what they're bad at. And I would give a lot of credit of that to Simeone. I mean, I I think his influence has been too big for me to not respect him. So yeah, I've, I've not only do I respect Atleti, I've come to appreciate them genuinely, even though I'm a Real Madrid fan. Um, and I follow them like I would follow a second team, for example. So, yeah, like that that's how much I like you guys. So, I know I'm a Madrid wow. fan, but I really like following them. Well, that's great to see. Maybe one day we convert you from the enemy side, and then you can cross the line and come to the promised land. That would be fantastic. <laughs> okay, so, um, Vishal, um, like you have said, Simeon has had an impact in La Liga, especially when he won La Liga. Winning La Liga in the Messi and Ronaldo era is kind of something that many don't really see or many don't appreciate because that was fantastic. And though the bus has done like a lot 
has contributed a lot to like let me not say Tebas, but the new rules which came in place have done a lot to contribute in the stability in La Liga. And then we are not now so familiar with score lines like in the Messi Ronaldo era where we had the seven ones, the six nails, and the rest. And despite the fact that tightening the financial fair play rules kind of made people or made teams to be more aware of how they spend and more cautious. I think Simeon also winning La Liga kind of had an impact on the league. And like you said, teams become more defensive and teams are like, okay, so this is how, if you want to win Barca and Real, then you have to play. Though there are some exceptions with the likes of Villarreal, but Simeon influence is great. So diving into some of the things we are going to be talking about today, um, we are going to start talking about um, Atleti's last season because we all know Atleti kind of had two halves of the season because the first was like black and the second was like white. When I say black, it wasn't so great before the World Cup. But after the turn of the new year, you kind of have a lot of things which change for Atleti's favor. So Vishal, um, what do you think happened that things turn around? Because it's like after the World Cup with the same players, everything just changed. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Like, uh, I don't remember seeing a half season like that. I mean, maybe there have been periods where they've trailed off. But I think with every game, it was a little, it was almost alarming, I felt, you know. Like, I think I felt that because, again, like, I appreciate the club, right? So, I'm watching every game from Atleti's perspective, I'll put it that way. And it was really worrying to see. Like, I remember this one game against uh, Celta Vigo where Simeone finally said, okay, let's try going back to the 4-4-2. And the first 15 minutes, I think, was the worst defensive shift I've seen from an Atletico side ever. Like, it was like, I don't know, I think Jimenez, Hermoso, they were all on the pitch, but it was like they forgot what they were doing fundamentally. And it was just unexplainable. And I think in the same way, what happened after the World Cup is also just as unexplainable. I feel like if you sort of see and read what's happening in the dressing room from what Simeone has been saying or from what the players have been saying. Um, it's typical Atleti, right? Like, they they somehow used that World Cup period to regroup, then got a few wins on the, under their belt, and that's all you need, right? Like, on some level, I feel like Atleti reminds me of, like, Rafael Nadal in tennis. Like, if the crowd's behind with the situation stuff. If you get that one moment of self-relief, it's like the whole squad knows what to do. And I don't know how much Simeone changed between like the black period and the white period, as you put it. Like not too much fundamentally, I would say. I would say more players were fit, especially in the back line. That was a huge issue in the first half. That helped. But also they just came back to form just as inexplicably as they were suddenly really bad for half the season. So I don't know what to explain. I mean, even the UEFA performances come into this, of course. But yeah, I don't know how to explain it per se. It just looks like they got that Cholismo back that we keep talking about, right? Like, it's not something you can measure with stats, not something that there's a number for, not not something you can explain too much, but the fact that the squad suddenly is playing better together, understanding each other better, defending better for sure, right? And so many, so many consecutive wins you guys had after the World Cup. So, nothing I can explain in concrete terms. It just feels like the squad got sort of together again. And they just did the thing where they had that self-relief. And then they just pushed through with the fans and everything as usual. So, yeah, that, that's just my take on that sort of weird season, which, like you said, was 
completely half like literally split into half right yeah yeah for sure well um, like you said it was tough to explain because tactically it was really bad like i recall the Celta game which Aleti i think at home Aleti won but it was really really not really the best performances and then you have the game against levante i think which Aleti's, it was like Aleti's midfield was non-existent and you have so many of those games because it was kind of tough understanding what is going on but after the general transfer windows and you had some players left but not so many came in and then like you said the squad got together you have some players coming from the world cup with form and then you have the world cup winners and that kind of changed things because that black period was really bad because you kind of see things like who's gonna replace Simeon in the summer is this his last year is he coming to an end and then he kind of reinvented himself because Aleti kind of played like a typical um, South American team, which was great because Aleti was like one of the fun teams to watch in the second part of the season. If you were not watching them, then I think you missed a lot because it was really, really great. And one of the issues Aleti faced was the fact that um, the centre-back was an issue because you kind of had Witzel playing there, even though he started the first game of the season against Getafe and played there very well. But now you have Jose Maria, who is currently injured now, will be out for a month. So you basically miss the start of the season. He was not, he was in and out with his usual injuries because kind of he, Aleti may play like 40 games or more than 40 games a season and he doesn't play up to half of that. Then you also have Savage, which is injury. So Aleti were kind of lacking depth in some areas, like in midfield, you have just Koke playing as the. Holding Mifida, despite the fact you have Kondobia, but Kondobia would not have really a great season, but there were some games in which he performed really well. And then Aleti were just like, it, they were like, it, they were like, you have um, a football team of, you know, I don't want to put the word team there because they were like individuals on the pitch, but now after the World Cup, they became um, individuals. So, what are those um, areas um, from, from last season? Or let me see, those, those, those areas from last season where you felt like maybe if Aleti had one or two players there to show up in terms of quality, that you think Aleti were lacking? Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%, my first thing would be the centre-backs. Uh, like, that's the only... I think that's the only thing I was tweeting about because uh, for Atleti, that's so important, right? Like, in the sense that the ball only goes back up because, like, there's a all there on the front. So much of the chance creation is okay, transition based. Like we've we've obviously seen different versions of Simeone, but uh, I felt like they were individually so bad, right? Like just positioning everything to the extent, like you mentioned, where I felt like genuinely for the first two three months, Witzel was your best center back, like in the center of the pitch. I genuinely thought. Axel Wetzel was the best centre-back at Atleti for, I think, two or three months because the others were just really below par in terms of reading the game, understanding. Like, it was like suddenly looking at a team that didn't know how to defend anymore. So, centre-backs, like, I don't think any other position was even remotely as bad as the defence was for that period of the season. Um, Champions League campaign, I mean, group stage, so many goals like they can see that you know especially at crucial times uh, just normal we used to see like we used to seeing okay we used to seeing them hold on and okay they might score soon they might score later but 
like if that's not set you will see an athletic team struggle and i think i don't think the team struggle as much to figure out as much as they did in the first lap i think much better than i would as a team but yeah i think last season was genuinely weird okay. like one of the main things that we did was okay new center back new center back center back like that that is more than anything else well um like you mentioned that was a position everybody wanted reinforcement because you kind of have Wittel who dead in his prime was one of the best midfielders around and now he comes to Aliti and he has to fill in a center back and he's not the most mobile player despite the fact that he kind of ate Aliti in ball progression given what he possesses on the ball which is fantastic but Aliti lacked guys who could defend in the absence of Jimenez, and even when he returned, he wasn't really at his best. But like we said, in the second of the season, it's like everything changed. Aleti become, Aleti became a team, and everything seems to be progressing. Um, last season, uh, we have talked about the centre back, centre back, centre back. We are going to get into um, the signings, but before that, um, just to mention um, the those players who who Aleti had alone because two seasons ago on the podcast we were like. The Aleti loan system isn't the best because you have players who be loaned to Getafe, like Molejo, for example, and maybe after six months he's been transferred to another club. So it wasn't really, really great. But now Aleti kind of have a system which is good because you kind of have players spending one or two years in the Segunda, and then after that you have them coming up to the Primera. For those listening, Segunda is um, La Liga, La Liga Two, that is the second division. And then uh, Premiere, you have um, La Liga itself, which is now La Liga EA Sports. So um, last season, Alitica had uh, two, I think, two very good players in La Liga on loan, which is um, Rodrigo Riquelme, who was at Girona. I think Girona was one of the favorite teams. You watched last season and you kind of tweeted, we vocal about it on your Twitter page. Then you have um, Camilo, who was playing for Andoni Iraola's Rayo. Andoni Iraola has now, he's now the coach of Bournemouth in the Premier League. And we are all crying now because he was, he is, oh, he's one of the best young coaches in the world at the moment, in my opinion. And last season, he did a fantastic job with Rayo. Not just last season, but the last three seasons, he was at Rayo. And then um, you have other players on Lulu, like um, Joe Simeone, who was at Zaragoza. You had um, Borja Garcias, who was at Tenerife, along with Jan Molejo at Zaragoza. Then you had... Um, Lino, yeah? Excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lino at Valencia, and I think those are kind of the players who kind of stood up. So, Michelle, um, um, from your observation of last season, which Aleti Loni kind of impressed you the most, and uh, which Loni do you think uh, should be part of the first team this season? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like last season, even though the football was terrible, but even in that first half, like there were two great things that were happening for Atleti. One was that the Lonies were doing great, and two was the transfer market, which I think, I mean, I understand again from a fans' perspective, it might be different. But from a neutral perspective, you guys had just skimmed the market by half of the season. Uh, more than half of that was skimming Barcelona, I guess. And then even now, I think you guys have been really smart. So 
that was one thing that was going well the other thing like you mentioned was the bond stuff so uh, yeah rikelme and lino were the two that stood out for me kamayo uh, i guess towards later half of the season um, was also like getting into the conversation as well um rikelme has been excellent at girona i watched a lot of girona like you said like very enjoyable team to watch so um i ended up watching a lot of them last season and rikelme has done so so well like i think he's really really hit his stride towards the second half as well um but yeah especially in the second half i think we saw some excellent qualities like he would just drive ahead with the ball um very very fearless on v1 and very direct which is something i always like to see in players who are trying to play for atletico madrid because uh, simeone does want really fast and fluid forward motion so i like that by the second half of the season i really felt like he sort of reduced that trait of him sort of hanging around on the ball and uh trying to do too much in a static way and then in the second half he was just sort of pushing forward 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 right and that is what i really liked about fino in the first half of the season where he was playing under gattuso where i mean the football was really good for a while until he left of course and he was so he was same same sort of trail which is very direct he was insanely he was just pushing forward i think kind of like vinicius junior does like relentless you know like this creating chances or getting into space getting into dangerous positions so he was very very enjoyable to watch first half of the season then valencia sort of i don't know whatever happened happened as usual um then the whole stability of the team took a toss and then i don't know i don't think we saw um as much of him consistently anymore but when there was a system that i could definitely say there was a player there so uh i think either of those players are great additions to have especially if you're looking to move on from carrasco which which i don't know what is happening with that like one month it's like okay he's gone next month he's like okay simeone loves him he wants him to stay so in case that's happening i think either of them fill up that role really well um or even in forward spaces i think that's what i like about both of them which is you throw them in front of the pitch as well um in case for example morata is leaving uh it would work there as well rekelme would drop in where what griezmann would vacate just in theory right griezmann drops really deep and rekelme could help with pushing from there so both of these players add value because over the season they've become or already are in the case of ligno very very semiony type players on the ball off the ball i'm sure semiony will do his work and both of them seem committed enough to not like complain about it and stuff like that they generally want to play for the club so either of them is a great bet dude if you want me to choose one i would pick samuel lino because that's what i picked halfway through the season and i still think what i saw is a really good atletico madrid player um i didn't get a chance to watch the friendly but you told me he was great on that game so yeah i mean you can you can claim him about that um well um, it seems at the moment um, lino according to the rumors lino looks like the guy who's going to stay or you never know what is going to happen with the transfer window so let's see what happens and you kind of mentioned uh, Rikel me and how good he is and i think that back chulo's was after the friendly chulo was like Rikel me is fast and despite the fact he just joined recently he is in good condition Rikel me provides depth he hits the ball well he's a smart player that can play in multiple position and he's still growing as a footballer that last thing me growing as a footballer kind of makes me think simion like if you come miss this then he's going to have a very minor role and a role in which he will need to grow 
in it. And I don't know if he will be happy growing up, like improving the other aspect of his game while sitting on Atleti's bench and maybe having averagely, let's say, 20 minutes. I don't know, but I prefer him to go out on another loan and then do well from there. Well, as for Lino, well, uh, Lino had a very great game, like I told you. And in the game, I think the game kind of showed Atleti fans uh, what to expect from Lino because... What Lino thrived in was his associativity with his teammates. They give and goes. They, they give you, they give and goes. They like 10 man runs. I give, I make a run and all those type of things. So his associativity kind of brought in, brought out the best of um, Lema, the link up of Lema, Chris Mann and those around him, which was great. But now the issue was um, comparing Carrasco, who in my opinion is one of the best dribblers in the world, despite his inconsistency. I think we all be it La Liga fans or Atleti fans can remember the Espanol game, which we can boastfully say he single-handedly won it for us with his dribbling. The issue is that um, in the game, when uh, Lino had 1v1 chances, um, Lino kind of opted for associativity, even though there were times in which he attempted to dribble, which was great, but we kind of showed um, us, um, like, these are two players, but despite their similarities, they are kind of different. And another thing I think Cholo has always mentioned about Lino, which I think goes under the radar a lot, at Valencia and why he was in Portugal, one of the things he did was as a winger, he kind of tracked back, which is great. Now, the issue is Aleti has Lino, and which Lino can play as a left wing back, have Carrasco left wing back, and then Aleti bought Galan. So, now the issue is we have three players for one position. How would that sort that? Because those are three players um, with three distinct similarities and less, but we will see. And Rodrigo, going back to Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Roro. He came on in the game and played as a second striker, which kind of also gave me hints of the fact that he won't be staying at Aleti, and I hope Aleti don't see him and Aleti send him out on loan. But now the question is, even when he comes back for the 2024-25 season, is there going to be space for him? Because, you know, in Girona, he played out wide, and at times he played centrally. Because I was thinking he can stay as a substitute role with playing as an interior, and because... Despite the fact that he is direct, he has the qualities, like Cholo said, can play in different positions. He has the qualities to thrive as an interior with his dribbling. And he, despite the fact that he has to add a little bit of pulsar to his game, like you said, he was too direct, which would be fantastic. As for Cameo, I don't think there's space for him at Aleti because you have Morata there. And even if Morata leaves, you have links of Aleti um, going for another center forward which I think isn't bad, but I just hope Morata stays at this case because it seems like Alexi don't have the funds to kind of go for that forward, which can kind of elevate the team or take the team kind of to the next level. Well, with the transfer window, you never know, so we are going, going to wait and see. So I mentioned Galan. Galan is one of the new signings along with Aspilicueta and Moreno. Moreno. So Moreno is um, a Uruguayan centre-back and the club is still undecided what the club is going to do with him because it seems like the plan is for him to go out on loan, but with Jose Maria's injury, things might change. And with Galan, most La Liga fans know him. And if you are an Eti fan, you don't know about Galan. He's a fantastic player, one of the best dribblers in La Liga. He's very good at covering ground. He has an engine and he's solid defensively, so kind of better than Carrasco defensively. Because he is a left back and his qualities in the left wing back will just be great, and we are going to dive into him. So, Michal, um, I'm going to ask you, what is your opinion on the new signings Aliti have made to show up the defense? Because we know Aliti need 
another holy me feel bit that's still not decided yet but alicia has, has predicated on the books alicia has galan and alicia has more you know what's your opinion on those three guys yeah i think uh yeah we were talking about reinforcing center backs but also full backs right so that kind of the whole problem of last year was which is uh since trippier left what's happening on the right right and lodi randomly went to nottingham forest not that not that i hold him in that high regard but again what happens to left back so carasco sort of fell but carasco didn't it didn't have like a consistent season like most of the squad to be very fair so i think that full back slash wing back role is really important what you were talking about associated play with reno that you were saying he showed in that uh, preseason game i think that kind of play the signature of simeone i think simeone and ancelotti are more similar than people might think in how they like to think about how their attackers play with each other so um that wing back or full back becomes really important for that kind of thing especially building up from the and havigalan is perfect for that i think because he's got great technique he can find passes from deep but he can also push forward keep driving and like you said insane dribbler insane ball carrier um most of us probably remember seeing that stats board where he had more dribbles than messi at some point in the liga i think for the whole season and as well we're seeing okay who is this guy from boesca right so yeah i mean ever since then like we all just had to become fans of him great signing 10 out of 10 for 5 million that's a joke i would say so amazing amazing as you this is what i was referring to earlier transfer market you guys are like killing it as pelipeta i don't know i don't watch a lot of premier league i'll say that um so i don't know how he's got on right so i know what kind of player he is what kind of profile he is if he can slot in at right center back or even as a backup to molina at right back or right wing back whatever maybe he can do all of that but I don't know how he's got on from what I hear okay maybe he's gotten a bit leggy and stuff but okay I don't think you're expecting him to start every single game and become an integral member of the 11 or anything so maybe as a depth option maybe not too bad like we'll see how he does in games then assess his level because he'll be playing a completely different kind of football at Atleti as well than he has been in the Premier League which is um really really sort of faster paced so yeah we'll see how he adjusts to the pace of the league to what Simeone wants and then maybe we take a call on that. Mourinho, I don't have much context on, I will say, but I did see a compilation from the, the friendly, I guess. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by how well he was playing on the ball. Um, not something I expected. I don't know why, like I said, I have not too much of him. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty nice to see. Like, uh, I, I don't know if that's suddenly a thing Atletico is also trying to get in their scouting people. in center backs which is very interesting right like when you think ball playing center backs you're just thinking pep guardiola or ateta or somebody maybe javi right but no you look at witzel hamoso and now this kid also is really sort of i liked how generally smart and simple he kept it and also forward facing which is very important so so not too much inside on the last two i would say but very happy with galan um well, like you said i would like for him to stay because of what you said himenes keeps getting injured and also at this point i don't know if i trust the existing center backs to pull through an entire season without dropping off like they did like okay it happened early last season 
But okay, maybe you guys go on a great run for 10-15 games and suddenly something happens, level drops, somebody gets injured. So as far as centre-back goes, I would say definitely if you can have depth, keep him, right? But yeah, that's sort of my take on Um, well, like you said, um, you never know because Aleti has um, centre-backs with an um, injury record, which is not the best. And um, So, for the Aspilicueta signing, um, I um, wasn't really a fan of it because um, I wanted Arnau Martinez because he has the same versatility. He can play as a um, right center back and I can also play as right wing back which is something I wanted but with Aspilicueta from what I've seen in training and from what I've seen with the way the players are reacting it kind of brings a positive energy a positive vibe to the team which is nice and Aliti also has someone with um, a captaincy or one of the leaders of the dressing room because he came from Chelsea where he was the captain obviously and you know Aliti has a lot of hot heads I think one of the reality took a lot of cuts last season and the season pure by like arguing with the referee. So you kind of have one of the leaders, which is great, like bringing a leader figure. Despite the fact I wasn't a fan, but I've been impressed with what I saw in the first preseason game and with how I've seen how he creates like a positive mood, which is kind of great because Aliti really needs that. And uh, like you said, for Moreno, you don't know what to expect, but coming from Uruguay, there's a lot of like positive news from there as he's a very solid center, center back. and when you think of Marino coming very young, kind of say, okay, can he be the next Jose Jimenez? Not like putting pressure on him that he's going to be Jimenez, but kind of, at least he kind of spend very few money on, that's five, around 500k for Jose Ma, so kind of expecting he's going to be that and hopefully he stays. Now, um, Aleti signed Soyon Chu in January and now he officially became a player this summer. But now the issue is, why Soyon Chu was at Leicester, he kind of had... I think the best time of his career, but he had an injury which kind of set him back. So on Soyuncu, do you think um, he can go to the next level or he is going to regain that him? He's um, the self which we saw uh, that uh, Leicester where he drives from centre-back with the ball, he was solid defending, putting his body on the line. Do you think we are going to see that version of Soyuncu giving Cholo's record with improving players defensively. Yeah, I think that I think that's what we have to sort of bet on, right? Like, which is the fact that uh, when 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 we when somebody comes into Atletico, you might expect, and especially into Spain, because um, for defense, like you tend to sort of let's say when you think of a Simeone team and stuff, like if if a defender is positionally sound and understands the area around him and when he has to push and stay back and that's something that can be coached as well then you can expect an improvement in the performance than what might be going on um, in the Premier League which in comparison does not care as much about let's say defensive structure and organization and definitely not as much as Simeone would so um, again I would say that is the bet we are placing like I, I know what you are referring to with the Gasu Soichu but um, like I was personally, like you said, with Arnaud Martinez, uh, I was hoping that the center back spot would be filled by somebody ideal for the spot and not somebody with whom you're like, okay, fine, let's hope Simeon improves him, right? 
so yeah like the anna martinez thing even i was sort of hoping that would happen because i was also worried he could barcelona which still is my concern as well so uh yeah but i mean i also thought he would be great on the diego but yeah I, I, that's what i have to say about soinchu which is like especially during when the times were tough and times can get tough again because um the center back i mean all the center backs are not getting any younger right so if that happens again i would rather have so no imagine you have for example david garcia there who you can trust right from osasuna just just an example um then you can trust him to sort of ride out those tough periods in games but now you have to hope that simeone has found someone who he can increase his level and then he'll be the face of stability in case a himenes gets injured for example so uh, i would like put like a very very light question mark there like let's see how it goes type thing on so you too but yeah i would be cautiously optimistic because like you said i mean sibioni will have an effect on him and if he does have his positional sense sorted then he shouldn't have too hard a time like figuring out which duels he has to get up to now so yeah and um like you mentioned um, those are some of the concerns everyone was having because they are like aletia has been well on aletia's signings have been good but aletia is playing the champion league so what is going to happen so yenchu he just coming off an injury but his last few games in Leicester before he came to off to Aleti were, were kind of good so there's a question mark we don't know what to expect and it's a free transfer so it's kind of a bargain and I would say win-win because even if he doesn't perform I believe Aleti can sell him off for some cash cash to a Turkish club like the Galatasaray or the Fenerbahce so um we have talked about so we have talked about um Aspilicueta um Talk about Galan, which I am expecting a lot of from him because about Galan, um, one of the things I'm expecting from him is the, those runs in behind. Something I don't think Carrasco has because character is Carrasco is more of a ball to fit player, but with Galan you kind of have a fullback who can come to the ball, who can go away from the ball, who can make runs behind. I think it's a training video which kind of like when viral between the um, Atleti fans where you have. Griezmann clipping the ball and you have now Galan making a run in behind and which led to a goal which was for Morata which was fantastic so those are some of the things we want to see because you know um, the current setup like um, because I believe um, Cholo is going to continue the current setup the current setup kind of entails that um, we have the right hand side with which Molina who is out injured and luckily for Aleti Aleti Sainas Pelequeta he is the one feeling a right back and as for Molina he did not travel with the team and he might be injured for a while. He's not certain when he will be back, but the injury is not that serious, which would take so long. So I'm expecting him to be back around the start of the season. So um, for the right-hand side of Aleti, you kind of have um, that intricate build-up, link-up, and then you have maybe Molina underlapping on or overlapping and kind of have that association. On the left now, what Aleti usually does is they create 1v1s for Carrasco, which he then tries on that. But like we said last season, Carrasco struggled a bit, which kind of also affected the system. But now, um, I want to ask this question um, with um, Lino being a good dribbler and same for Galan. I want to ask, do you think um, that Lino and Galan are good associating with their teammates than Carrasco? So I want to ask, um, do you think um, with those two, maybe because Carrasco has a small knock, which is the reason why he's not future in 
the preseason game against the K-League All-Stars. Initially, lost, by the way. So, do you think with Lino and Galan, Cholo is, gonna, is going to change maybe the approach a little bit? Because with Lino, we saw, despite the fact that he was created 1v1, he kind of delayed a bit and kind of pulled his teammates and then created chances. But now, Aspelicueta was kind of the one making runs into space, given that the play was kind of towards the left a bit. So do you think with Galan and Lino and not Carrasco, Cholo is going to change things a bit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they bring very, very different things to the table. Like you said, um, they activate a different kind of play itself. So um, I think the fact that Cholo has made these signings suggests that, okay, if Galan plays, like you said, if we have a pattern of um, like all of that, all of that midfield stuff around Koke going on, then you have Galan running off on one side, um, going in, and I think he's the most accurate crosser in the league. Somebody sent me that today. They were, we, I was talking about Frank Garcia today, and he was fourth on the list. I think Galan was number one for crossing accuracy. That's something I didn't expect either for some reason. Uh, but that's great, right? Like if he's taking those wide spaces, which I'm pretty sure he will. And the thing is, he takes them up in a very different way from Carrasco, who who, yeah, like you said, he's a bit of a ball hogger. Like, he likes sort of having the ball and maybe, like, taking the tempo of the game down a little bit, which I personally don't like in a Simeone system. Um, I like, in a Simeone, like, an ideal Simeone player on the ball for me just either keeps pushing forward or just finds a man around him who will be very close, by definition, because that's how well he's coached it. Um, somebody around him immediately find him and then you push off forward, right? Somebody who does that within two, three seconds, I think that's a good Simeone player for me. And I think Lino, if you're saying he fits that well, that's great. Because at Valencia, he had to do a lot more. But now he has so many players. And players will always be, I think, right around them because that's how Simeone coaches is on the ball structure at the moment they recover the ball. So, um, yeah, I think... Somebody like Carrasco is, like, for me, if he's doing well, great. But if he's not, it it kind of affects the team. And with Lino last season, the one complaint that a lot of Valencia fans had was his finishing and maybe in front of goal performance. So with Lino, if you will have problems there, I feel like what he'll solve is all the problems before that, which is the left side. If... Some like Griezmann or anybody, like to be honest, whoever's going to be around Koke, whoever's around in that net. Um, Galan and Lino are players who have the technique, A, but also they like to execute, they like to move. Galan especially likes to playmake. Like he's, he's, he's a playmaking left back at Celta. Like everything, he started everything. He would start moves and then he would just push off and then be the wildest fan. So all of that kind of thing will definitely add up to better things. I'm actually pretty confident about that. And I'm really looking forward to it as well. So, yeah. Well, um, like you said, um, at Celta Vigo, Galan kind of play mix, which is great because um, at Atleti, you know, the build-up kind of starts from the left-hand side and then in the attacking end, it ends up at the right-hand side. So it's kind of great because Atleti are going to have a lot of threat from both sides because last season um, if you take out Carrasco you have who comes in Regulon he came in January and doesn't have a lot of fitness but now 
you have okay Carrasco has been at defenders like let's say for 60 minutes and then kind of take him off and then you have Lino you have Galan coming at you so it's kind of good to see that Aleti going to have, depending on who plays at fullback or who plays at wingback Aleti have different things and I think um, Galan is going to have a good time playing next to him also but I think he would have had a fantastic time playing with someone like Savage behind him not saying Savage should start playing the left centre back but someone who can give him that defensive reassurance that yes you can go ahead and I'm going to cover everything we know him also's liability I'm mean, sorry his weaknesses in defense but he has improved as the team improved and I think he can only get better as he himself said as he gets older each season you see a better version of himself so um we have touched on um the players Alicia has signed and how they can fit in tactically and as far as Billy Quetta, I still believe he has some offensive progress in him despite his age and despite the fact that he is not a very attacking fullback or a, a wingback in the case given he will be playing a right wingback at a late but there are things I think he can still associate given because he has played with um, this not just an assumption but he played on that shell and he, he has played on a lot of coaches at Chelsea who kind of implemented the Jogo de position which means on the ball he is decent because despite the change of coaches he still played some games and we, that was fantastic. So I'm thinking he's gonna he's going to like improve the build up on the right hand side because in the game which Aliti played against the Kelly Osters, one of the things I was impressed was you have um, the flow going towards like from the goalkeeper to the centre back, then to maybe the full back. And when he came with him, I can remember with Molina, this is not like a criticism. You have maybe a pass into the half space to the ball or you kind of try to pick up the run of Morata, but with him. He kind of like assessed the play and then the play instead turned and came to midfield to Koke and then Aleti kind of retained the ball, which is something um, Aleti are doing at the moment. I think from the game, there's a video in which the Kelly All-Star team were like pressing Aleti and then you have some intricate passing and then Aleti kind of beat the press, which was fantastic. I enjoyed that. Yes, despite the fact it's truly small, but that was great to see. So um, moving on... Um, we shall um we need to talk about them um, the holding me position because Condombia is no more. Witzel came in to be a holding me that but it seems Sholo prefer him in at the defense. I myself I don't prefer him in Mifi because I can recall the Sevi game which Aleti were running riot at the Wanda Metropolitano and Papisa's goal was kind of a hint of the decline of Witzel. He's lost his legs and you have those run for Mifis are things I will not one happening when midfield Witzel is in midfield because if those happen, you are half a guarantee that that can be a goal because you have a midfielder not tracking his runner. So, Alexia has been linked with a lot of profiles this summer transfer window for a holding midfielder, but it seems Hoybier is the closest. I, for one, I don't prefer Hoybier because I think the current version of Hoybier is like a box to box midfielder or in Alexia's current system as an interior. That's one of the midfielders either side of Koke because he is fantastic at that going up the pitch and down. I think we have a similar player in Lorente to him. There's, I'm not saying they are the same, but similar in the functionality they are going to have within the system. So you also have Amrabat. So um, Michelle, if I'm to ask him, who do you think I need to go for, for the holding midfield position? Because there were things about Roca, but I did not want Roca, like some Alexi fans were suggesting, yes, the Roca ship has sailed away, but we can come back. Luckily, he went to Betis, which I think is a good environment for him. But if I'm to ask you, who should I need to go for? This um, summer, Travamido taking into consideration that Aleti have limited funds, but if Aleti can make a big sale, that's for Joao Felix, which we'll talk about later on, then they can have the funds for 
the holding midfield position. So I've mentioned Hoybier and I've mentioned Amrabat. Those are the two options. And Amrabat is someone I want a little to time giving, not just his work of performance, but what he can also bring in terms of ball recycling, which is something similar to what Koke offers. Yeah. Um, so I agree with the initial points, like especially the sort of thing, like he's not a midfielder. And especially since I thought he played pretty well at um, center back when he had to, I thought he was only center back that was holding on in that first part um, to, to the best of his ability. Uh, so, yeah, like that means there is a hole there. Kondogbia, I'm not sure why it didn't work out. Um, I thought he was a perfect Simeone player. In theory, he had to improve his on the ball decision making. That's what I felt like. And from watching him at Atleti as well, I felt that. But yeah, for whatever reason, I mean, I guess it didn't work out. But um, coming to replacements, um, Hoybier was somebody I watched very closely. So I think I mentioned that I became a Madrid fan during the Jose Mourinho era. So I also became a Jose Mourinho fan during the Jose Mourinho era at Real Madrid. So I ended up following him everywhere. And Tottenham was one of those places. Um, and yeah, like Hoybier was one of Mourinho's first signings, and I immediately understood why he signed him because what he offered, it, it was like it was like watching a, a, some version of Matic, like Mourinho's perfect Nemanja Matic, who does all of the dirty work, and if he gets the ball, he will just find a forward pass, right? So Hoybier was pretty good at. Things like ball recycling, what you mentioned at Tottenham. Um, there was a shortage at that point of midfielders from deep at Tottenham who could do this consistently and also do all the other stuff without the ball um, effectively. So I thought my first season at Spurs was very impressive. But since Jose left, I haven't kept up with him too much. But I think he's definitely like a very underrated player and I think he'd be a good signing for a side like Atletico Madrid. So I think that is what seems to be more likely for now. I don't know, it's just going by news. It can't be trusted at all. Coming to Amrabat, yeah, I, I agree with you totally, which is, yeah, it's not just that he defends, but also he does like to take command of possession, which I think is good because only Pope does that for now I would say right so like I said I think Pavek also does that to a good level but I don't think he is like a single pivot or anything like that uh, but Amrabat maybe can be uh, as a replacement for Gondogbia either of these are a total upgrade on the ball without a doubt and off the ball I mean Gondogbia has had many games where he's just popped off and he's made some 18, 20 recoveries in one game. Um, so, like, I don't know, Kondogbia had very, very peaks and lows type of situation. Uh, so, yeah, but both of them kind of like the winner work off the ball. I would say I like Kondogbia's option off the ball a bit more because just, just what I saw back then, I would rate it on. And what a little I've seen of Tottenham since then. Uh, but I do think, like, Javier is an underrated name, which I would actually be happy with. And I would be curious to see how that works out because I think he fits, like, if in, in like, a hypothetical situation to do what Koke would do, maybe not at that same technical level, maybe not the same level of tempo control, but 
in the sense that Simeone would like to have a midfielder who has a knife of all passes to just keep the moves play, flowing or just find the guy right next to him. Um, he can do that very well. Whereas Amrabat would be more of like a dictator right? in possession. So, yeah, I love those work. I would actually be curious to see how like you said you'd be curious to see Amrabat. I, I would actually like to see how that. Um, well, um, I think you have just given the reason why um, I am a fan of Amrabat, like more of a controller, dictator, and someone who can like recycle the ball. And I think also like Amrabat, Colombia similarities in high ball recoveries, like you said. But now Amrabat is like kind of super good on the ball, unlike Colombia. I think one of the things that um, did not work out for Colombia was uh, the fact that he was like on and off. He has this game where he was a defensive monster and then with the ball he struggled. But there were games, I think, I can recall um, the 20, when he just came that's him, after Aletiso parted to, to Chelsea and you had the game against Celta where defensively he was, it's like he busted the Miffy, he won the ball. Then when he had the ball, he was so good with it. And I was like, yeah, that's the version of Condubia. We saw Valencia, that's the type of version of Condubia I would like to see at Aletiso. But then... You have a guy kind of struggle when before he takes the ball to turn, he's kind of kills the athletic transitions a bit. So, yeah, wishing the best at Marseille under Marcelino, a coach who, who he, under he played his best football. Coming back to the options, well, like for Amrabat, for Amrabat, if Aleti signs Amrabat, I'm not really against it because of, um, I believe he can maybe go back to playing a Miffy because there's a comment about Pep on Hoy, sorry for on um, excuse me, Hoy Bier, please. There's a comment Pep made on, um, on Herbie when he was about, about similarities with Busquets and the type of midfield that he could be. But since coming to Santos, my player now Pochettino, he kind of had uh, changes in the type of player he was. So um, we have talked about um, the potential um, placement in midfield. Hopefully, Aleti gets one of those two guys. Um, but I prefer Amrabat. Sorry. <laughs> um, going to uh, the striker position, you have um, rumors linking Carrasco with the move away. But even if Carrasco leaves, we have um, Lino and we have Galan. So I'm not that worried despite the fact that we will miss what Carrasco offers because I think Cholo kind of knows the best version of Carrasco and how he can impact the team. Talking about Morata, you have um, he has offers from Saudi Arabia. We have a guy who scored double digits of goals last season and I, for one, believe he should stay. And we have not mentioned Memphis, despite the fact that uh, he came in last season and like, we're kind of happy with what he can bring. And like you said, um, the similarity between Cholas and Lotti is how they like their attacking players to associate. And that is something we think we can see with Memphis this season. And Simeon has talked about Memphis's back to goal and the rest. So do you think um, Alessi should like kind of keep Morata? Because Simeon has had conversation with Morata about staying. Do you think Alessi should keep Morata or... They can move on from Morata and then maybe go for someone, meet like a short-term gap and then get someone when they have the funds or Morata stays. I think, I mean, I think the thing here is that it's an offer from Saudi, which means it, I, I don't know, I'm not sure about the details of it or something, but um, I think the point is I don't know if he will get a lot of game time, which might be what he wants. So. Um, Morata, look, he's a player who's always been like at a different club. Every two years you check, he's somewhere else, right? So, um, in that sense, it's I think it's easier for a club to think about moving on from him. Um, I actually like the option of keeping him. 
um if he doesn't mind not getting that much game time because i think um he does have like a few goals in him at the end of the day um last season in in bursts he showed that right so if you just want a burst out of him then why not have him on the bench while you already have a bench right so i think that's the perspective i have on this which is i mean unless you're going again unless the finances permit you're going for like a somewhat reputed striker which i don't think is likely then yeah sell morata right but i think the stop gap idea I, i don't know i mean it has worked out for atleti obviously like if you think of luis suarez even just as recently as luis suarez but but that was suarez of course but yeah i, I mean i'm just i think you can keep morata because i i generally like him as a player and i think across the season for us for example for real madrid um off the bench he gave us a great season i think it was 2016 17 with zidane which was i think a best season in my, one of the best seasons in my memory and because our bench was also really good and he was kind of a crucial part of that so um and he always chipped in with goals here and there so it's just about whether he wants to accept that role or not at this point in his career i think that depay signing has suddenly put that into question um i would play depay over morata if i had to put an atletico 11 out tomorrow so that is there so yeah i mean but if you're getting somebody to be on the bench and be a backup option i think it's better to convince morata because i again i do feel like he's got a few goals like off the bench well um, i think like you have just mentioned the main reason why morata is interested in living or has been heavily linked with the move away because he knows he's kind of second option at the moment and he will want to move away and like you said i don't aleti will need to go for someone big if they are moving away from morata but aleti don't have the funds to do that despite the vlaovic links and other links like to wahil which i think he will be joining the premier league club so we have touched on almost everything and if we go without talking about the man of the hour <laughs> the man who everybody's asking what happened to this wonder kid why is why did things not work out lady what has happened to him or is his future it seems he himself said he man senior don't see football same way so what's going to happen to him so we are the player we're talking about is Joao Felix did he, uh, did he play that game by the way the preseason no yeah, he, Felix right uh Felix did not play the game he had a knock so Aleti were kind of cautious with him but my guess, okay. my guess is Aleti have a player who is transferable and they don't want him to pick up a serious injury which kind of block in <laughs> a potential transfer away from the club yeah because exactly I know what Felix can do you know what Felix can do everybody knows what Felix can do everybody watch Aleti started winning season from August to December and they saw probably in my opinion the best player in Europe at that time and we were like wow this is it finally after two and a half, two years he has come to age and then in the second half of the season an ankle injury and he dies away and then the next season is like war with him and the rest i think we all know what Felix can do but i don't see Felix i tweeted this and i got a little bit of backlash for it and i'm going to say it on the podcast now Felix is no Griezmann. When I say Felix is no Griezmann, Felix wants the freedom Griezmann have at Atleti at the moment. Someone who can like control things and the rest. But I don't believe Felix has earned that because Griezmann has earned that with not just his performances, but he knows Cholo, Cholo, sorry, wants off the ball. But Felix is kind of 
sloppy off the ball, even though I believe he can do that. But now, Griezmann kind of elevates the team to the next level with what he does. But I believe Felix is not that type of player like Griezmann who can elevate everybody, but the type of players in which, in a good environment, he kind of elevates himself and he shines, which is something I don't see happening at Aleti at the moment. So my question to you, is there a future for Joao Felix at Atletico Madrid? If yes, then how does he fit in in the current setup? If no, what do you think about potential move and where do you think he is going to go? Yeah, I think one of the worst things that happened in this whole thing was, I mean, I guess it was funny or whatever, but he didn't end up having a good spell at Chelsea. I think if he had scored, let's say, seven goals, or six goals, or like a couple of assists or something like that, not even that much, right? Maybe even lesser than that. Um, maybe like his value would not have been question, and maybe bigger Premier League clubs would be willing to throw a lot of money uh, your way for him, right? But that didn't go well. Everybody watches the Premier League, everybody watches Chelsea, so I don't know who is that interested anymore. Um, Aston Villa seems to be the name at this point, but they don't want to pay that much for him. So if Atleti's goal is to recover the funds that they paid for Felix, then I don't really know how that's going to happen. I don't know who's going to pay. Like, what what, what you guys had paid for was like an investment in a wonder kid, but now what somebody who wants to buy him is paying for is, okay, somebody who was a wonder kid when Atleti bought him, but not much has happened since. And also he had a really bad spell. That's the latest we know. So, um, from that sense, I don't think they're recovering what they got for him. But I do think he should be sold. Mostly because um, it's clearly not going to work out between him and, let's say, general style. Like you said, he does sort of slot in where Griezmann does. But with lesser quality for the whole team, in a sense, right? Which is that but Griezmann's one of a kind. That's just what the situation is. And also Felix, when Griezmann wasn't there, could not be that player. I think he is much more of a in-the-box player than maybe he wants to admit. Or, or maybe, I mean, I don't know, I don't want to say that, but that, I think he belongs a lot more in, let's say, areas where you are taking, you're making moves which take two, three passes and then somebody's in the box or Felix is in the box. That kind of thing he would be good at. And also, I think he can score a few goals as well. So, um, I think that's what he's better at. But even in that, he doesn't contribute much off the ball. And his temperament, I've just never been happy about that. Like, he just really checks out of games. If he doesn't get the ball, not only will he act visibly frustrated, but his overall interest in the game just really, it goes in and out. And I mean, I don't think that's acceptable um, if the team's culture is that of Simeone and of Atletico Madrid. So, um, it just doesn't work. Not just from that perspective, but it affects the game actually. Like when some, like, so some effects of that would be, okay, the next time he gets the ball, he'll just decide not to pass. And he'll just decide, okay, cool, I'm going to try to beat 20 people at the same time. Okay, one time against KDC beats everyone and he scores two goals. But that was it, right? And apart from that, 
so many times he loses the ball so many times he just makes decisions that don't make any sense so from that perspective maybe he's better off at a team where generally everybody's keeping the ball and he gets to be on the end of things i don't know who that team is and i definitely don't know who the team is that wants to pay that much if that's what it's like you're asking but i do think it's time to go yeah like I, it was even financially it's like a pretty random moment in atletico's history like oh what is this huge signing in the middle of all of these like smart 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 okay south america you're a legend random players oh great you're one of the greatest atletico players right but this superstar signing just sort of sticking out like not a player simeone made into like somebody great but someone who was already like that someone really very hyped and then also financially a deal sticks out like maybe it wasn't meant to be that's not what should be deciding the decision of course but based on even evidence i would say it's pretty clear that i think it's over right so i think would you agree i think you would agree right for sure for sure because um, with felix i just feel like it was maybe the wrong move right the wrong team and the rest because we all know um, what felix can do like i mentioned but with him he just kind of kills everything like we said at times with his um, dribbling and like we said atletico is more of an associate team and i think one of his best games at atletico is the game against ronakuma's barcelona the metropolitano where you kind of have him linking up with um, lema linking up with the uh, trippy and the rest. so that was kind of his best game where he kind of associated with his teammate but now the issue is um, it seems at atletico atletico um, there's no a tactically good environment for him to be able to showcase his skills and like you said his loan spell at uh, chelsea didn't did not go that well um, which is really really bad for atletico because if he went that well and you now have an money coming in and atletico can take that money to maybe fund some deals and it seems at the moment atletico are struggling financially in the market because atletico like i said i wanted arabat but everything indicates amrabat is going to go to united because united are the ones who are willing to pay the 30 million which uh, Florentina asking atletico can do that so it seems at the moment things are not uh, going for him this way and there are a lot of options for him but they don't look like options which is going to be profitable for Atleti because Atleti kind of spent a lot of money on the guy they believe that was the guy who's going to be the guy for the future the guy who leads the new Atleti project but well football is not linear and it is what it is so uh, my question to you is I want to ask you a question on the Felix statement because you have a player who is under contract let's go Madrid it's true he has an issue with the coach and it's true that things are not going for him on the pitch at the moment he goes out and he says Barcelona has always been his dream club and Barcelona is one of Atleti's rivals. It's true that the rivalry with Barca is not as, um, let's say, intense as that with, with um, Real Madrid, but that's a rival for La Liga, for Atleti, and you are saying that that is your dream club and the rest while you are under contract at another club. Um, how do you find the statement? Is, is it um, disrespectful? Should Felix apologize? Because I, for one, that's kind of disrespectful to the team. Because I cannot be part of a team and I'm saying that this, this is because the statement is not just about the fact that Barcelona is a dream club, but he is trying to like force a, his move, a move away to um, Barca. So what's your opinion on that statement? Yeah, I think in some ways that's like sort of the, <clears throat> like the final 
let's say move from his end that okay my perspective this is over right which is i mean it's not just that he said that about barca but it's exactly what he said just now which is um it's overall sort of disrespecting the fact that you want to be in the club that you're currently in and like he's already stated so many things about um, well i don't think he said necessarily bad things but he did say a few things about simeone when he was in england and so it's, i mean i don't know like from his end the message seems pretty clear i think atletico is waiting for somebody to pay money for him which i don't think anybody's going to pay if that's what you're waiting for then you're just going to have this guy on the books and he's not going to be happy so i don't know i don't see the season starting uh, with felix still at atleti i don't know i mean wow it might it might just be the craziest like turn around of all time what if he just goes in like a couple of games and goes on a run and figures it out because it's it's very simple i feel right like he just has to even with vinicius we had this problem i think last season for a few months which is i think the solution was very simple which is you're playing with either ancelotti or simeone and what they expect from you on the ball is you give the ball away and you go somewhere and you trust that it will find you or you trust that whatever you did was enough to make something happen somewhere because and if every player does that things usually go well right but you can't forget that so um i feel like yeah like generally speaking since he doesn't like the style and all and especially if his temperament is low we know how that shows up on the pitch uh he sort of gets a little bit more selfish he dives into tackles like i mean it's it's insane like he just sort of goes full blooded into them and starts fighting with the ref i saw that so many times last season actually so yeah like this that's surely like the final message from his end but atleti can't wait around for someone to pay that much for him i feel like it will be a loss on the books yes but better to take it now because with i mean his contract is not going to get any longer it's only going to get shorter and his price will only come down so yeah yeah i think um, at the moment alexia is working on some options loan to galatasaray boss or benfica godos are the two clubs who are according to rumors are showing interest with in him and he says he's not interested in going let's say to aston villa according to rumors so it seems he wants to play the champion league and those may be choose destination maybe or a loan move or and then a fee which i don't think um, gala or benfica will be able to play because alexi would definitely want something in the range of 60 million plus and you cannot have that for this current version of felix at the moment so um So end of about Felix and I think we all can agree that um, come the end of the season uh, he is not going to be sorry come the end of the transfer window he is not going to be an Atleti player so we mentioned um, um, holding me feeders and I kind of forgot an option a player in which um, Cholo has been linked with and that is Guido Rodriguez so Before we close things up, um, can you just give your quick opinion on how Guido may fit into Cholo's plans? Ah, because uh, like have you guys been linked? To? Is like I I guess I missed that if that was happening. Like have you guys been linked with uh, Guido Rodriguez? Well, we have been linked with him like forever, and with Betis's um, interest in Rodrigo Riquelme, I would not be surprised if Atleti can work up a formula because Atleti. 
don't really have maybe have the funds to match yeah. Betis's asking price, which is around them um, the similar fee to um, Amrabat. So, but Guido has a year left on his contract, so maybe something can work out. Do you think it's possible that he become the DM at eighty one because Cholo is a huge admirer of Guido, someone who keeps it simple, someone who basically does what Colombia was doing, but is now a little bit better on the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, I I tend to think of like Fabio a little bit again, like that kind of player. Like I'm not saying they're the same player, but in that you know, like he 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 knows his way around the ball and he'll keep it simple, but he also offer something off the ball, but again, nothing like what would be about, but still. So, I think, yeah, I mean, uh, with Guido, you're getting someone who's already been in the league. He knows, he has played in the league for a while, so um, maybe he's used to enjoying the ball a bit more, but I also have like a small conspiracy theory that Simeone will be playing kind of, little bit kind of possession-based football if he gets whoever this holding midfielder person has. So, yeah, if that works out, I don't think it would be a bad option to have because he is pretty good on the ball and you wouldn't start uh, for betters if you weren't. So, yeah, I think um, I think that would be a, a pretty good option as well with the year left on contract. Again, like these loan and we'll buy you later type deals are becoming very common too. So, and especially like within Spain, there's a lot of movement. So, uh, yeah, I think that's like a pretty, pretty decent shout if the primary targets like maybe Amrabat or Hoiberg aren't working out. Yeah. Okay. So um Vishal, um, thanks for that. And I hope um I need to get someone at the DM and if it's be it Guido, be it Hoiberg, Amrabat, we see some likely at the moment, wherever it is, hopefully somebody who can improve the team. So um Vishal, it was great talking to you. We have covered a lot on Aliti's squad and what we expect players to come in and also what we expect maybe how they will fit in tactically so it's been great having you on the show yeah it's it's been great being here talking football with you uh like i was saying earlier like uh like i was just looking forward to talking about the lot and it it was great fun man i thank you um, hopefully uh, we have in future episodes like for example aliti will obviously play real magic so it would be good to have you before and after so we can maybe have banter and the rest. But that would be good to have you after when uh, Aliti has won and not when. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say after. See, depending on the result, yeah. But before, for sure, dude. I mean, when yet we can talk all day about what might happen. Well, so hopefully we have Vishal on the upcoming show because he's a very knowledgeable guy about football in general and also La Liga as you know in his Twitter account La Liga system tweets mostly about La Liga stuff and also stuff he likes so guys um, thanks for listening to today's episode and remember nunca they had a prayer never stop the see you next time